0: Yeah, yeah. Well, good morning. Hey, I just want to thank Pastor Jordan for the a little bit of pressure on me to perform now. It's like, "Oh, you're going to love him. He's going to be unbelievable." Well, we'll find out. I am so blessed, so excited to be here because I love I, I love Pioneer Works. There's something about when you step out of the comfort I'm gonna talk about it a little bit today, but when you step out of the edge of just normal, just average, I, I probably hate the word called average because all of us have an average in us of what we'll decide to become. It's 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 secondary to what we wanna become. And and there's something of the Spirit of God that pushes us for more. Amen. Like like all of us want more. There's something in our heart that there's more to this. But sometimes life happens. That's what we say in our family. Man, life just happened. Which which usually isn't a good thing. It's it's a polite way of saying, man, I didn't like that. The other day I was having one of those days and uh, and, and Mondays for preachers are a day. It's kind of weird. It's like It's, it's just one of those things in your mind and you're thinking, because on Sunday you got up and you just preached and under the anointing, you're saying, I'm going to do this and we're going to do this. And God's going to do this. And then you wake up on Monday, like, Oh Lord, why would I say that? Like, do we really, maybe they forgot God. If you're real, a spirit of amnesia across the church, you know, but, but but I, I remember I went out, and I was in a kayak, and I thought, man, I'm going to go fishing. It's kind of relaxing. I'm going to hang out. And I just bought a new fishing pole, and and my friend has this kayak at his pond, and, and, and the fishing pole goes like, it has a little connection in the back. You just put it behind you, and then you can kayak around without holding your fishing pole. So... I, I'm just talking, you ever have that day where you're kind of, in? I know it's not right, but you're thinking, man, I wish this happened, I got to get this, and I got, I don't want to even think about it, I'm just going to go fishing, so uh, um, I I go fishing, and I don't know if this was the Lord's reality of like, okay, you're done fishing, let's come back, but I was thinking, I'm going to kayak across this lake as fast as I can, like, look out, I'm on fire today. I'm going to get some anguish out. So I am just going as fast as I can. And somehow on the stroke of going out of the water, I hit my fishing pole in the back. And I watched it fly behind me into the water. And, you know, when you're in a kayak, you don't have brakes. And so I'm trying to stop and turn around. But I see the pole sinking. And I'm thinking, I didn't need that one. Like, like, that wasn't the moment I was looking for out here, God. But I just started laughing. You know, someone on the shore was probably thinking, man, what's wrong with that guy? But I just thought, you know what, God? I am worried about things that don't matter because there's greater things in my future. And sometimes we're limited by a moment because we forget about where we're going. But when God begins to remind you where you're going, you begin to get excited enough to get over the speed bumps in life, to get over the moments. That's where we pick up a story in 1 Kings chapter 19. If you have your Bibles, great. You have your phone, whatever you use on the screen, the scripture will be. It's a story about an individual that is a prophet by the name of Elijah. Actually, yesterday... Pastor Andy spoke masterfully, unbelievably actually, on the story of Elijah that he called fire from heaven and after the fire God brought rain. Well, after the fire and the rain, he woke up on a Monday. <laughs> and 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 this is what happens after the supernatural happened within the life of Elijah. And it says now Ahab who was king of Israel at the time actually Uh, historically the worst king ever in the history. And it says, now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. All of a sudden, Elijah is on a mountaintop. He is seeing God do incredible things within his life. There's a three-year drought, and in that time when God returns the heart of Israel to, to himself again, he begins to declare that there's gonna be a rain, and, and then it begins to rain. It not just rains, it begins to storm, which was a sign of God's blessing in that place. There was a rain that, that, that began to build them, and it says that he put his, his, his gown around him and he took off running at a supernatural pace that he began to pass horses and chariots. And then he woke up the next morning and he heard a rumor about a woman, Jezebel. And I think in the Bible we look at Jezebel as, oh, Jezebel is like a, a lustful or enticing. But if I was to give Jezebel a name it would be intimidation because anytime you step out of your comfort and into your next there is a small voice or a loud voice that says man are you sure you're ready for this are you sure you can do this are you sure that the future is is going to happen the way you think it is and if not careful you will allow that spirit to make you step back instead of step forward But I want to declare today that your next is now that your next is not next week or when you get enough money or when you get enough education or when everything lines up in your family or 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 when you get your thinking or your your heart engaged again. No, it's not coming. It's here that God's here for you. He's not on his way. He's been here for you. And so Elijah wakes up in a moment. He, He wakes up in a moment and he says, God. Where are you? And literally when he hears this, he takes off running. And the problem is, is he's taking off running, but he's not really knowing where he's going. I think in life, if not careful, you got to be careful that you're running to something instead of from something. In our life, if not careful, we're running from a pain or a hurt or a dysfunction. We're running from an insecurity, or what we thought we were, or what we thought we were going to have, or what we thought could happen, and and, and we're just running from it. But the, the 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 worry of running from something is that that it is directing your path. But when you're running to something, you have a destination, you you have a journey, you're going somewhere, and and so Elijah just takes off, and, and we pick up the story. In, in, in a couple verses later. And, and it talks about Elijah. That, that he comes to the place. He, he comes to the place that God is moved. But after God moves. The, the, that voice of intimidation, insecurity. Begins to speak to Elijah. And so Elijah begins to talk to God. I, I don't know if you've ever had. Have you ever had a conversation with God? Like one of those conversations with God. Where you're saying God I don't know what you're doing. But I'd like to remind you of where I'm at right now. (laughs) Like, I know you know all, but if you could listen to me just for five minutes, we could both change my life considerably. (laughs) But I've got to continue to tell myself, God, no, you have plans to bless me, to shape me, not to harm me, that you're in my corner. That you believe in me, that you're for me, you're not against me, that you're, that, that actually you're running down the sideline of my life and you're cheering me on to the destiny that you created for my life. But there's moments. Say moment. Come on, you can say a little better than that. Moment. You ever had a moment? Some had a moment on the way to church. Like you came in, you 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 opened the car of your The door of your car into the parking lot, and you had a Christian smile. You came, and you're smiling. Oh man, praise God! God's good. But what we didn't see is the drive here with your children. (laughs) You know, our 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 conference this weekend is awakening. That God is awakening. But some of you are trying to awaken the dead this morning. Like in the name of Jesus, get out of bed. But you're here. And I think sometimes if not careful, we try to act like we're further along or we try to act like our life is, is, is perfect. But n- no one here has a perfect life, but we serve a perfect God. And so as Elijah takes off running, he, he, I love it because when Elijah takes off running, he thinks he's running from something, but he just keeps running into God. See, isn't that, isn't that the truth? That God is everywhere all the time. We, we preach that, but we sometimes feel like he's not with us. But it, either God is everywhere all the time or he isn't anywhere any of the time. Yeah. So when you run from God, it's funny because when you run, you just keep running back into him. You, you keep finding him again and again and again. Why? Because he's for you. He's not against you that he loves you, and it says that nothing separates his love, not demons, nor angels, not height, nor depth, not my sin, not my struggle, not my issue, not my problem, not my past, but there's a promise on my life. There's a promise that God is committed to even more than I'm committed to at times in my life, and so he brings encouragers in my moments. Maybe today I could be an encourager in your moment. Maybe today I could help you think that, no, God is for me. God isn't out to get me. God's not in heaven with his arms crossed going, go do it. I dare you. No, he said, come on, let me join you. Together we could do impossible things. We could do powerful things. Together, my goodness, I've got some plans for you that you cannot even think, that you cannot even imagine. I am in love with you. I, I remember I had a son that he, he had this little bike. It was, it was one of those bikes. It's like a, you ever seen the little, little bikes with training wheels? And when you ride them, it's like a hamster wheel. It's like, I mean, you ride it, you're like, but you're only moving like a half mile an hour, or you're just barely going. I remember I took him to learn how to ride that bike, and I pushed him. I thought, honestly, he was going to take off, like pull a wheelie. I don't know, next Lance Armstrong or something good. And I said, I pushed him, and he took one stroke. It was just one. I don't even think he went anywhere because I'm the one that pushed him. He took one stroke, he fell over. And I was thinking, man, Cam, I, honestly, I was, I was believing for more. And, and so I'm looking at him, and he jumps off his bike, and he just is like this, yeah. I'm thinking, all right, kid. I don't know if you know, but you just fell off your bike. And, and, and he looked at me and said, Dad, did you see that? I'm like, oh, it was amazing. And I don't want to lie, but you know, God wants us to encourage. I was like, Cam, I saw it. And I'm thinking, but what did I see? Like, what do you think I saw? And he's like, Dad, I just rode further than I've ever rode without training wheels. I started getting excited. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I thought to myself, when he said that, God spoke to me and said, David, sometimes you keep seeing yourself fall off the bike, but I see you further than you've ever been. I see you at a place that that is taking you somewhere that you've never gone. And yet you're falling off, but you're taking risk and you're living life and you're loving and you're dreaming and you're believing and you're achieving. But there's moments that happen, and you're going to have a mindset of David that that I failed or I'm falling forward. I I may be falling, but I'm falling forward. I'm believing God to do something more with my life. And so when God comes and and meets in verse 3 with Elijah, Elijah is, is having a moment. He, he says this, so Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. And when he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. And why he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. I, I want you to see something. You have to be careful in a moment of life that you don't create isolation. Because yeah. isolation will develop desolation. In a moment that he should have been around people that loved him, he just got alone. He began to feel sorry for himself. Hey, I don't need you, and I don't need this, and I don't need the church. I'm just going through a hard time. But in the hard times is when I do need you, and I do need the church, and I do need people to believe in me. It's when I need to bring people closer, not push people away. And so he, he begins to push some people away and, and, and his servant away. And, and he goes and he says this. I, I love this. He sits down at a broom bush and he prayed that, that God, it, it says, I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. You know what he is saying? He's, he's saying, God, I'm disappointing you just like the people of my past disappointed you. What is happening in his mindset is now, instead of Elijah looking forward to what God is doing, he is going to the past, and he's talking about what didn't happen, what didn't work, why he's here in this moment. Why he's here in this moment isn't why he thinks he's here in this moment. Because as he is complaining to God, there's an angel literally Verses 6 and 7 says that there's an angel comes and makes him food and says, Hey, Elijah, you're going to be okay. I love it because the angel doesn't show up and he's like, Elijah, I was talking to God. He ain't happy. (laughs) He doesn't show up and say, Elijah, what are you doing here? Suck it up, buttercup. Let's go. No, he says, Elijah, it's okay, man. Rest. And when Elijah wakes up, he gives him food and he feeds him. And, and, and he leaves, and then he comes back. It says, and then the angel came back again. You know what I love about God? If you'll let him, he'll, he'll come back again and again and again. Even if you don't think, that's the crazy thing is when I look back at my life and I think the moments when I didn't know if God was with me, when I look back, I see all the moments that he came back again and he came back again and he came back again and he came back again. And he got me through a season where I could run again. But here's the thing is, is, God is the God that does it again. I want to have a faith in the faithfulness of who God has been in my life. Even in the moments. Even in the moments. Even on the Mondays. Even in the circumstances. And, and so the angel speaks to him. And, and, and it says that Elijah gets up and it says that he goes to the, to the mountain of God, Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb is a unique place biblically because it's the same place that God spoke to Moses. It, it was a place that God moved and spoke to his people. It, it was a, it, it's, a, it's a place where God was known to speak. And you know what? When I was reading this, I thought, God, I want to find a place that I know where you speak to me. I, I want to take the journey. Maybe it's in my car Maybe it's when I wake up. Maybe it's when I'm going to bed. But I want to have a place that I know I can get to you. It may be a physical place. It may be an emotional place. It may be a spiritual place. But it's where I connect with you. Can can I tell you something? One of the greatest things you can invest with in your life is creating a place that you meet with God. And so it says that he goes to Mount Horeb. And what I love about this trip is it's not a day. It's not an hour. It's not two days. It's 40 days. It's not an instant fix. it's a journey. And, and I think sometimes we're praying God to get us to a destination where God isn't after the destination. He's after the journey. He, he wants to walk in our life, talk in our life, build relationship. He, he wants us to, to He wants to go with us to the mountains and the valleys and walk with us. And, and I love it because when you look at this story and Elijah is on the mountain top, he's going after God. Like he's, God's gonna bring fire and God's gonna do miracles and God's bringing the hearts of Israel back and it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be astonishing. It's gonna be incredible. I'm so excited. But but the next day when he takes off running, you, you see a flip that there was a moment that Elijah was going after God and just in a moment you see you see God going after Elijah. See, that's what I love about the commitment of God. That God's committed to our pursuit for him But he's committed in his pursuit for us. He is. And so Joshua gets to the mountain. And when he gets to the mountain in verse 11, it says this. It says, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. This sounds like California. (laughs) And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? When when that question arises, what are you doing here? You will read that one of two ways, because I used to read this scripture like this. What are you doing here, man? What's the problem? But that's not what God was saying. God was saying, what are you doing? Why are you here? What do you need from me, Elijah? He knows where Elijah had been. He know what Elijah had been through and he know he'd known what Elijah had said, but he wasn't concerned of where he had been. He was concerned about where he was going because God doesn't live in my yesterday. He lives in my tomorrow. That God is about my tomorrow. He's about putting me in the presence of God so I can hold on to the promises of God. Even when I'm unstable, he's stable. Even when I'm wavering, he doesn't waver. Even when I'm wondering, he he, he is believing in my future. He is after beginning to promote me to the next season of my life. And and so he says to Elijah, what are you doing here? But, But I find it unique that Elijah goes to the mountain of God, but he finds himself in a cave. And I began to research caves. And, and it was unique because I was looking for like this spiritual understanding of why he's in the cave or what, what's this type or shadow. But, but, but I came across a story that wasn't biblical. It wasn't about the Bible. It wasn't about Elijah. And it wasn't about this story. But what it was talking about, it was talking about animals that get trapped in caves. It was random. But it turned out to be God. As I was reading this story, it talked about animals that get caught in caves. They once had sight. They they, they were driven by their sight. But once they get caught in a cave and they can't get out, actually they will become blind over time. And they'll start using their other senses. So it won't be their vision that they're driven by. It will be by their feelings. And I thought, wow, this is a lot like humans. That there's moments that the vision of what we see, or what we believe, or what we declare, is what it's about. But sometimes, if not careful, in a hard time, when you're not seeing the vision, you become emotional. You become feeling-driven instead of spirit-driven. I don't feel like it. I I, I don't feel like I, God's here. But God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I don't feel like I'm going somewhere. But God says, I know the plans that I have for you. I I don't feel, I I don't want to be ruled by my emotion. I want to be, I want to be pushed by his spirit. I want to be encouraged by his love. I want to be developed by his devotion in my life. And so I thought, wow, he's in a cave. Why? Because a cave is a safe place. You know what I find in my life when I go through difficult seasons? If, if not careful, I will try to insulate. I, I will try to build a barrier around my life. And what happens is it makes it a little safer, but, but it limits me. It, it limits me. I, I, I build a wall to protect what's coming to me, but in return, I'll find that I've built a wall that I can't get out myself that I become I become enslaved by my own wall, by my own insecurity, by my own struggle, by my own addiction, by my own worry, by my own thought process, but by, by my own difficulties. And, and God's a God that breaks down the walls, we sang it. When the praise goes up, the walls come down. We just sang it. We declared it. God, when I'm praising you, there's walls that begin to shatter. There's things that begin to dismantle so I can press on. And so God comes and he He speaks to him. And it says that there was, it's powerful because God is giving us a picture here. He's saying there was, there was a great wind. There was a great shattering. There was a fire. There was an earthquake. And then God whispered, hey. I think God says this to give us an understanding that God wasn't on the outside of the cave. God was on the inside of the cave. That he whispered because he was next to Elijah, even though Elijah didn't sense that God was with him. That he was right there and said, Elijah, I've never left you. I'm never going to leave you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm for you. I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I'm someone that sees your future. And if you'll come out, I'm going to renew the vision of where you're going. And so Elijah comes out and, and, and God says, Elijah, why are you here? What are you doing? I, I could just imagine Elijah's problem. Maybe I'm just thinking what I would say. I'm like, God, I, have you been around? i been running for my life. Crazy Jezebel, she's after me. That woman is psycho. And you don't care. I'm the only one. That's what he says earlier in the prayer. I'm the only one left, God. No one in Israel but me. And God shows up. He's like, well, I actually, I have 500 over here and about 1,000 over here. and But I appreciate you feeling like you're the only one. <laughs> you ever felt like the only one? seems like everyone, you get on Instagram, everyone's life is amazing. They look great. It's not because of the 14 filters that are processed over there. You ever looked on Instagram and then met someone and you're like, I thought you were, you are? <laughs> Praise God. Good for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but a love worship team wants you come. God meets him right where he's at. And when he comes to the edge of the cave, he, he comes to the edge. I, I get this picture that God takes him to that cave, to the mountaintop in the cave, so he can see again. So he's not boxed in by trees or, or, or hills, or, but his vision becomes clear again. And he begins to look into the future of possibilities. And God, when he comes to Elijah, he doesn't remind Elijah where he's been. He doesn't even say, Elijah, I'm so disappointed in you. Man, I brought fire down. What else do I got to do for you? Like God could remind me of all the things that he's done in my life. David. Man, I healed your son when he was in ICU at birth. Do you not remember that? Why are you doubting me now? Because he knows me. He knows I'm going to doubt. He knows I'm human. He knows I'm going to struggle. He knows I'm going to sin. He knows I'm going to fall short. But his, his worry isn't about where I've been. Because he has a passion of where I'm going. And so here is Elijah and he's saying, Elijah, what do you want? And Elijah's kind of like, God, I don't know what I want, but I don't want this. I don't want this moment. I don't want this cave. There's more. I've seen you. I've felt you. I've realized there's there's more. There's more. And God says, you know why there's more? Because I put more in you. And you don't know it, but there's a man, there's a kid named Elisha that is going to carry and do twice what you did. There's a young man that is in your future. And I love it because God begins to speak to his future. He begins to speak what is out ahead of him. He begins to talk about the, the three people that he's going to anoint the next king, that he's going he's gonna to anoint the next man of God. That there's there's future in his future. There's blessing in his tomorrow. There's, there's things that he has for him He's not stuck in this moment. See, sometimes it feels like life puts a puts a pause. You ever felt a little stuck? A little pause on your life? God says arrows in a quiver. Children are like arrows in a quiver to a warrior. What God is saying is, you're like an arrow to me, David. Mom, you're like an arrow. Dad, you're like an arrow. Young man, young woman, you're like an arrow. And arrows aren't meant to stay in the quiver. Arrows are built to fly. They're built to put in a bow and to be pulled back and there's seasons in your life where you feel like you're getting pulled back but the pullback feels like a setback but it's positioning you in a place for a comeback. And God pulls you back a little further than you think you should be pulled. Why? Because he wants to send you a little bit further than you think you could go. So God begins to speak He begins to speak. He begins to declare. He begins to encourage Elijah and say, Elijah, you think I'm done with you? I'm just getting started with you. I'm going to pull you back. You're in a season, Elijah, where I'm pulling you back. I'm not pulling you back to punish you. I'm not pulling you back because you deserve less. I'm pulling you back because I have more for you. Will you stand with me this morning? God's positioning you not for a setback before a comeback. There's a rhythm in life that you got to get in. Sometimes you don't know when you're in the rhythm, but you know when you're out of the rhythm. (laughs) It's usually me every time I get on the dance floor. (laughs) I'm I'm killing it when I'm not on it. Like, oh, yeah. And then when my daughter drags me out because she's about the only one that can talk me into it, I get out there and I realize, Dave, you got no business out here. But I don't care because of who I'm with. Cuz who I'm with makes all the difference. And, and I want to tell you today that he's with you and he's pulling you to places that you might feel a little worried about. Come on, come on. Yeah, he's worth it. He he's worth it. He is that. He is that good. You're here today, you're honest I'll be the first one I'm in a pullback season I don't like it I don't appreciate it I talk to God about it all the time but one thing that I know is every time he has pulled me back I've gone further than I've ever gone I've seen more than I've ever seen And there's a new season for you there's a new season there's a future he's got plans for you he's got desires for you he is in love with you and he is running down the sideline of your life cheering you on so it's not a setback it's a comeback it's a comeback but maybe you're here today you, you can relate with what I'm saying today. Maybe God's speaking. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. And, and I'm just going to ask you to be bold. I'm not sure how you do this normally, but I'm because of time, I just am going to ask you to be bold. It, it's kind of that moment where Elijah has the choice to stay in the cave. Can I tell you something? God would have stayed in the cave with him. You know what I've come to realize is, God will love me in my pity. God will love me in my brokenness. God will love me in my wounds. He'll let me stay there and he'll love me there. But his design isn't to love me there. His design is that he's empowered me to get out of there. And God, that's the thing. It's like, Elijah, if you want to stay in there, I'll stay in there with you. But it's not where I have you. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not where I have you and I've empowered you to break out of here. I've been been in your future planning. I had to come back to meet you, to get you there. And you're in a moment of a pullback, you feel like. You're you're in a moment of a pause. And You just say, I just need some encouragement today. I just need God to do a work in my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? You're, You're here today. You just, hey, if I'm being honest, I need God to help me. Just lift it up. Thank you. No, thank you. I I wish I could go to each of you. If you could just look at me, thank you. Because what you're doing is a brave thing. Because what you're doing is you're putting accountability, not just on God, but on you. Like, I'm willing, God. I'm willing because you're able. I don't know if I'm able to get through this season, but you are. He is. He is. And, And so... I I, want to pray for you today. If I could be so bold to just pray with you today. And what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you is supernatural. And before I pray, I want to say this, and I'm going to pray and then give it to Pastor Jordan, but I I, want to say something that is maybe more important than anything I've ever said coming to this point, and it's this, is what God is going to do in you right now It seems simple. It seems like, is this possible? It's possible because it's who he is. But what he did in the cave catapulted. It catapulted Elijah into his future. That's what I'm believing is going to happen right now in this moment in your life. That God's going to catapult you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to change your mindset. And I say that to say this. So because he's doing that, when you walk out, Wherever doors you walk out. What you came when when Elijah stepped out of the cave, Jezebel was still there, but Jezebel didn't control him anymore. God did. The circumstance, the situation, the struggle, the issue, it was waiting for him outside the cave. But what he got in the cave, when he went in the cave, he was one Elijah, but when he came out of the cave, he was a different Elijah. And that's what I'm praying over you today. That you may have come here one way, but you're walking out another way. That what God is doing in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, in your thinking, in your emotion is bigger. He's not trying to change your exterior. (laughs) He's trying to build your interior. And that's what's going to happen today. So when you leave this place, you're not going to have the old conversation that meets you in the car or wakes you up or you go to sleep thinking, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe my life is here. I can't believe that didn't happen. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe they did that. You know, no, it's God, no, 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 no. You're declaring over my future. You're declaring over where I'm going. Can you just raise your hands in surrenderance today if that's you? I just, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus today by your Holy Spirit, greater are you. Greater is He who is within us than He who is in the world. Greater are you than our insecurities. Greater are you than our than our bad decisions. Greater are you than the decisions of others that have tried to limit or or, or 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 pull us back. But God, you're not pulling us back for a setback. You're pulling us back for a comeback. That you're launching us into our tomorrow. That there's more for us than that are against us. That you are a God that does the impossible. You open doors that no man can open you close doors that no man can close and I pray that only by your Holy Spirit you would motivate our hearts again today I pray for people that feel alone that they don't feel like they have enough faith but it was enough faith to get them here so it's gonna be enough faith to get them there that it was all they could do is muster up the ability to get here today but you're here Oh my gosh, but you're here. And God, I pray that you would infuse them with your strength. Infuse us with your vision. Lord, that we're getting our dreams back. We're getting our joy back. God, we're getting our dance back. Even if we don't dance that great, there's a dance in us. That your ashes are leaving and our celebration is coming. That our morning was for yesterday. But our declaration is for today. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, would you just work how you work, how only you can work in a big, big way in our lives. We love you, we praise you, and we give you glory today in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Come on, come on, you can do a little better. Come on, get a celebration. Get get an anticipation in your heart. Come on, come on, yeah. Lord, we love you today. Come on, come on, sing this with us.